and welcome back everybody to Double Down with Breslow, where we give you all the inside information on the sports betting industry, one of the most booming industries in America, with a lot still to go, especially California, where I sit and where our current guest sits. Our guest today is Colin Goldman. He's the GM of Lines.com, Lines.com, which is a website designed to provide sports bettors with all the information that they need. Colin, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I'm excited to talk about Lines to all of your audience. Cool. Yep. And love talking to a fellow uh, Angelino representing the sports industry here in Los Angeles, which is sports betting industry, which is pretty big, as, as we discussed before, probably second to New York. Um, so yeah, tell us about lines.com. How long has it been around and what's its unique niche? Lines.com has been around for uh, two or three years now. It started out as a sort of sports information site and moved, of course, as many do into sports betting information. Uh, that's sort of where the market has moved and where the interest has moved along with the legalization, of course. Now we're both in California, as you mentioned, so still not legal in the state of California, which is interesting because I work in a state where I run a sports betting information site where we can't do a lot of sports betting itself. So uh, heavy use of v heavy use of VPNs often to uh, check our own content uh, across different states. Uh, but we actually offer in about 17 states and all legal states now sports betting services connected to best sports book promos and best sports book lines, which is why we're called lines, the best deals out there. A lot of sports bettors don't shop for lines as of yet. The, the more experienced bettors do. But most new bettors don't understand that different sports books actually offer different lines, just like you'd shop for air travel or anything at Costco or anything for anything you're shopping for at Target or Amazon, there are different lines available in every sports book on the same exact games and props. Uh, so as people become more sophisticated, they're going to be looking to shade points and uh, get better deals on what they're where they're placing their money. Yeah, interesting. You know, th that's kind of an old thing that you've heard about in Vegas for many, many years, which of course used to be the only place in America that you could sports bet, but but people would line shop and they would do it by walking up and down the strip or if you're downtown, walking up and down Fremont Avenue, popping yes. your head in and, and, and checking the lines and getting the fast one. Not the most efficient way of doing it. No. Uh, but now that we've got online betting, um, so that th that's one of the primary things you're offering to everybody is a very easy way to check the lines at all the different sports books on one site? Yeah, we have a bet tracker system. So you can actually uh, not only check the best lines, but you can link your actual sports book accounts. So you can actually see across your different sports book accounts where the best deals currently are, or if it's an operator you're not with, you can find out the best promo deals to sign up with that operator to then get the best line. So you get the best of both worlds, which is you see the superior line, but also you get the promo enticement deal essentially to get uh, uh, you know either insured bets or second chance bets or other opportunities the books are offering to then take the best line at that new book you're not linked to yet. Mm -hmm. So there's no cost to you of that. You're actually just getting a better deal and actually probably getting some sort of promotional value as well. So mm -hmm. Uh, that's the future. Really see this as a sort of an Expedia kayak or so forth for sports betting, where you're actually shopping now, a sophisticated shopper, getting the best lines. There's also tons of information and handicapper information analysts on there as well help guide you. But at the end of the day, you want to make sure you're getting the best deal possible. You don't yeah. need to, as much as I love walking up and down the strip in Vegas, uh, that is that is a fun activity. You know, you could just use your you could just use your phone now uh, to do the same thing in a matter of seconds. So what what about the Vegas casinos? Do you guys put those guys up there? You mean the sportsbook operators at the casinos? Yeah. In other words, do you put 
Treasure Island and Mirage and Cosmopolitan on your website? We have all the online sports books, so we don't cover every single operator. Now, there's been a lot of consolidation, of course, so it's sort of based on the license and so forth in different states. And in different states, there are different players in different states. As you know, it's a regulated industry, so certain states have certain operators and them and certain don't. I mean, the larger ones, DraftKings, FanDuel's are everywhere, but not every operator is in every state. Um, and then there's also uh, largely European companies and other companies that are trying to get into the U.S. that are then setting up shop in certain states as well so uh the, good, the thing about sports betting as you know it changes every few months right so uh the number of the states where it's legal the rules within the states how it's how it's changing is, is as a regulated industry it's only three or four years old uh and it's constantly changing so any of our listeners could they go on lines.com right now and just bring up a page for whichever game they're interested in and, and on one page, see the line from all the different, uh, yeah, they can see all the, not only all the lines, but the best promo deals at all the books as well. Uh, so if it's similar lines, they can go to either a book they don't have, they haven't signed up with yet or sign up for use one. They already have linked to already and get the best lines and the best promo deals. Yes, absolutely. So, uh, coming soon will be a lot more predictive technology in terms of, uh, advice and handicapping on those games, but we offer a lot of that as well already. So it really is uh, the, the, the sophistication of the sports betting market, even for people who are not sophisticated sports bettors. So uh -huh. this is everybody technically in the U.S. is a new better legally. So it's a very nascent market. So there's a lot of people who want to sports bet who do not have a background yet in sports betting. They don't have technically nobody has years of sports betting experience unless, like you said, they've been to Vegas casinos. Yeah, that or they're betting somewhere else. And I have a feeling there's a lot of people doing that. So. There's a lot of people doing that. We don't. <laughs> I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to talk about who those people are. No, uh, but I, I I may know one of them. Yeah. Um, so uh, if they uh, if they go on, oh sorry, the, the point I was going to make though is you're providing all this information from all the different online sports books, and in any particular market, you know, we could be talking about as many as ten. But in yeah. order to really take advantage of those differences in lines, you got to have an account set up at each one of these places. Now, if you're hardcore into sports betting, then I guess uh, probably those people do have accounts at, at each one of them. Uh, it's, it's it's quite a bit to manage because, of course, you got to fund that account. Um, so what, what are you seeing there? Do, you know, yeah. are sports bettors in these states opening, you know, five, 10 accounts? Well, most people come into this already. A lot of people have, the you know, the, the FanDuel and DraftKings have a huge market share, obviously. So through their DFS and through their sports bait. So they were way ahead of everybody else. So they have a large market share. So generally when people come in, in a large measure, they have either a DraftKings or FanDuel account, or they've they've heard of those in the first ones they sign up for. But they don't know about the other eight or nine or 10, like you mentioned. You do need to make a deposit, you do need to make a deposit, large deposits to set up at these sports books, but they are free to sign up for. And in fact, like I mentioned earlier, you often get 200, 250, sometimes up to $500 in promotional deals with them just for signing up. They want to have you as a customer. So not only is it, does it not cost you anything other than the, the actual, you have to put down some deposit, usually it's $100 or so forth you put into the, into the account just to make sure you're real, but you're not actually spending anything until you actually bet. In cases you're getting promotional values as well. So people might be a little hesitant to do that, but actually a lot of more sophisticated people are shopping around all the sports books, not only getting the deals together, but they're also then getting the best lines possible. So yeah, it does, I think it does, make a, it does make, I just, people say like, what does a half a point make? Or so it does make a difference over time for sure. Um, it's just like, why would you pay more for the same airline flight from the same place to the same place if you didn't have to? It's going to get you from point A to point B you're getting the exact same deal on the back end on the payout, but the cost up front to you is less and the chances of winning are higher. Yeah. Have you by chance ever done any analysis or seen an analysis of, let's say, one savvy better who's always shopping the lines is always saving a half point? 
Because I mean, yep. realistically, you're going to save a half point, maybe a point if you're lucky, right? Yep. But 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 typically more like a half point. If you had a half point advantage consistently on every one of your bets, yes. Um, you know, what does that do to the house edge? How much does that really uh, help the player? So it's interesting. We're collecting that data now. So it's it's all pretty. This is all pretty new. We're talking about the last year or two, and this has been out there. So. We are collecting data over time to the point that we'll be able to analyze that in very specific nature very soon uh, to where we can actually show the value. We can show the value of that to people. Now, some people say, I'm not betting a lot of money. What's the difference and so forth. But again, it's all it's sort of a mindset. It's your money. <laughs> so why not, you know, if you're, you know, if you're betting smaller amounts and you're not a, not a huge better, it's still a waste of money to not get the best lines. Yeah. Uh, and it used to be, like you said, a, a physical difficulty to shop the lines. But now it's so easy. It's in one place. You can do it in seconds. Uh, you're almost you're just throwing money away by not doing it. You're really throwing money away by not doing it. And also, it's by the way, it's fun. <laughs> so it's fun yeah. to see the difference between a lot. It's fun to see the difference between the lines. Yeah, uh, I can I, I can report that you know whenever I've had accounts at at more than one place, it uh, it's interesting because when when you compare one to the other and you see kind of this bargain on one, a game that I may not have bet at all before. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, I think, oh, I can get to, I've seen it everywhere at minus eight. These guys sure. have it at minus seven and a half. You know what? I think I'm going to take that. Yeah. And then also sometimes a big play, a big player will come in and shift the lines or their hometown crowd will come in and shift the line at one place or all moving to one place on a deal. So, you know, savvy people now do the books love you doing this? Not really. Uh, you know, they'd rather you just stick with your favorite or just go with the big guy or just, you know, not shop for deals. But again, they're not going to stop that market force. It's it's out, it's out there already. So, you know, they're going to have to offer if they're not offering some other loyalty programs or other deals, they're going to have to offer the best lines. And ultimately, like any marketplace where there's competition now, the lines will get more favorable to the betters over yeah. time. So, yeah. you know, no one's going to no one's going to stick. There is no there is no great loyalty in sports betting uh, to a book. No one's going to no one's going to get a worse line or pay more for a book when the same deal is a, a book one click away. That's a better deal. It's just not going to happen. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, one way to analyze the value of that half point is that typically a sports book or the ones that allow you to buy a half point, they charge you 10%. Yeah. So yes. if it's normally 110 to win 100, they're going to charge you 120 to win 100 if you buy a half point. So if you look at it that way, the half yeah. point has a 10% value, which means that if you always get that in your favor, instead of betting 110 to win 100, you're effectively betting 100 to win 100. You've, you've essentially taken away the house edge. Yeah, they, they put a, they have a side of value to it, right? So they've assigned a sales value to it. So it has a market value to it. Now, of course, you could say other things are as important, savvy betting, picking the right, you know, making the right decisions, all those kinds of things, probably way even heavier. But once you've done those steps, you know, then you look for the best, you look for the best deal. Um, and you will yeah. kick yourself if you don't get the best deal and you lose on half a point uh, because you were you know, too lazy to make one extra click to, to win yeah. the bet. You will just, I, I guarantee you 40 years from now, you're going to be like, burning over that, over that yeah. look the the edge is so slight in favor of the house that anything yes. that can push it toward the player can make all the difference in the world and people who Absolutely. have placed a lot of sports bet in their lives sports bets in their lives they know how many times they lost uh by a half yep. point it, it, you know in this case you don't, need buy, you don't need to buy the half point you can shop for the half points free right so it really is and like you said it's so it's so easy to do and you know uh, we're doing that eventually the other market will catch up everybody else will be doing this um it's just you know we're, we're i think we're the leaders in this but you know everyone else will copy us it's going to happen very soon what about tracking um you're, you're tracking lines for traditional sports betting what about 
tracking fantasy and what's being offered out there as far as the cost of a particular player or that type of sure. thing? So we're starting to do a lot. We're not tracking for fantasy yet. We're starting to do a lot of crossover and prop bets, right? So fantasy being largely a prop bet machine, uh, legal in all states as well. So in California, you can do a prize picks or underdog or other places like that. Um, and really is that, that sort of there's a blur happening between these these betting. Right. So I think you'll get to see a lot of people who are embedding. At first, we saw DFS only because it was legal. Then sports betting became legal. I think you're going to see a lot of crossover back to what you call DFS or fantasy now. Pick them type stuff, pro, essentially, essentially prop betting. Right. Uh, back to fantasy. And so you'll be able to track that as well soon on lines. I assume it will still be called fantasy and DFS moving forward for various reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot oh, of yeah, you mentioned you yeah. mentioned prize picks. I mean, they're probably the best example of this crossover between fantasy yeah. and regular because they're they're prop bets, uh, which of course means you know betting on player statistics, yes. but they're betting against the house, whereas traditional fantasy has been player against player. Um, what, what, what do you think of the, is the future of prize picks? And do you think they're going to continue to be able to offer this legally betting against the house that way? I don't know. You know, those, those answers, I, I don't know that I would say everything I've guessed about the legal stuff in last year has been wrong. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I remember cheering when sports fame became legal in Florida and then a few months later, it wasn't any longer. Um, so it's just, you know, things, it, there's a lot of opportunism on the on the state level and players in California, as you know, we had the propositions to make betting legal in California, but they're two separate entities sort of fighting one another to be in control of that. So it didn't it didn't pass, which I thought it would have passed if it had just one. So there's so much up in the air about this. I don't know what's going to happen legally now. States are becoming uh, more active in terms of regulating even after legalization. So you've seen places like Ohio where they're coming back and saying, hey, you can't call free, you know, these free picks anymore, right? You can't say you're giving free picks to people because they're not free. So they start to regulate and to find the, the books pretty heavily on this stuff. At the same time, they make a lot of money <laughs> in tax revenue off of these businesses. So, you know, they're sort of, uh, it's sort of like any other vice product that they tax very heavily. They will come out and scream and yell about a lot of it. But at the end of the day, they have already spent the pre-spent the money. So yeah. uh, uh, it's never going away. It's never going away. Um, so a lot of this is sort of like, I think they will, what I guess I would say is they will work with the operators to make sure that, you know, whatever they want gets done without a lot of hostility. Yeah. All right, well, we got to take a first break. After the break, um, I know you said that uh, before we, we started here that lines.com is getting into AI, which uh, is, you know, how AI is going to intersect with sports betting is on a lot of people's minds. So let's plan on covering that. After the break, we're talking to Colin Goldman, the GM at lines.com. The world's best-known investor and Wall Street expert, Warren Buffett, once said, Wall Street is the only place that people ride to in a Rolls Royce to get advice from those who take the subway. Mr. Buffett's quote is remarkably accurate, but how many people would rather receive advice from him than someone simply guessing? Welcome to Buy, Hold, Sell, your single source for Wall Street knowledge and profitable guidance. Please join me, Todd Schoenberger, and fellow trader Tobin Smith, as well as host Veronica Dudo. For a podcast known to move the needle for investors, Tobin and I are seasoned Wall Street executives with deep investment experience, and we are prepared to share our advice to those who choose to listen. Download Buy, Hold, Sell today on the Evergreen Podcast Network or your favorite podcast channel. 
Travis Carmichael, the seemingly social financier who successfully left behind a blue-collar Baltimore upbringing by transforming himself into an elite hedge fund manager branded with a sterling reputation for creating enviable profit machines for many of the world's most powerful people. His success proved costly as he became incessantly vulnerable after a series of careless mistakes and poor decisions originated from his love affair with the brilliant and stunningly beautiful Russian operative Naomi Knight. Through a roller coaster journey of greed, mystery, sex, and murder, Travis and Naomi's metamorphosis, from scorching Wall Street couple to unrecoverable bliss, is forever locked for posterity as one of New York City's most interesting tales. Coming to you from former Wall Street hedge fund executive and frequent contributor on CNBC, Fox News, Bloomberg, and CNN, I, Todd Schoenberger, feature a historical novel inspired by true events, including but not limited to those who possess impenetrable dreams of Manhattan wealth and the consuming lifestyle it perpetuates. Please pick up your copy of No Lie Lives Forever, available on Amazon and finer bookstores near you. Back everybody to Double Down. We're talking to Colin Goldman, the GM at Lines.com, which offers sports batters in one place uh, an ability to quickly see the lines at all the different uh, online sports books. So great service for players. Um, before we talk about AI, a couple more questions about Lions.com. So one thing I'm curious about, occasionally you'll see sports books, instead of betting 110 to win 100 on an NFL game, they'll offer, say, 108 to win 100. Um, and I don't know how much that's the case on online or whatever, but I'm just curious, are you seeing much differentiation on the sports books as far as the standard 110 to 100? And, I and is that seen, something you guys I, track? I, we are tracking that. I haven't seen that. You know, I saw that like more a year or two ago. It seemed to be more common. And now I think it's become, you know, as this marketplace becomes more online, it becomes more open, uh, you know, to everybody in terms of that. You, everyone's seen every line now, especially on places like lines.com. So I think you're seeing less of that sort of uh, a slight variation than you used to see. And I think they're trying to market through different means. Uh, it, I think it largely confused people a lot as to what was going on. Um, the sports books themselves in the U.S. are also very new at what they're doing. So um, our, our parent company is a European company called Spike Up, who's been in, in Europe for a long time doing casino and sports book. And it's a much more sophisticated, you know, not that the Europeans are all more sophisticated than Americans, but literally it's just been around for a lot longer and more open in Europe. So I think American books are just still kind of learning how to operate and how to market and how to reach people in the U.S. as they've been doing for many years in Europe. So I think you'll see a lot of these sort of uh, uh, weird or aberrant things that come up as they're trying out different techniques and then see if they work or not. But I think literally we're, we're really in the infancy of this. I think that the, the books are still trying to figure out their customers. That's something that they mm -hmm. don't have a good handle on right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're spending a ton of money on marketing and all these free promotions. So then once they actually get a player, they're going to probably feel like, hey, we need it to be 110 to win 100. Yep. But maybe when it gets more mature, you might see them competing with each other a little bit on that 110. I mean, think about it this way. It used to be that sports bets were taken at a brick and mortar on a strip casino where it's very, very expensive real estate and and money and time and so forth at the sports work. And they're only taking 110 to 
one hundred. Here, yeah. it's all online. You think yes. it would be way more efficient. Uh, the profit margins would be a lot higher, and that that these guys could afford to offer one hundred and five to win a hundred or one hundred and eight to win a hundred. Well, the only thing I'd say is being an old Vegas a guy who used to go to Vegas many years ago is don't uh, don't complain about the Vig <laughs> if you want to if you want a long life if you want a long life. So uh, you know they take what they they take what they take for their operations. It's their it's their cut. They will probably get competitive with that or. They'll do what DraftKings fan jewelry is doing. You're spending a lot on marketing, loyalty programs, media, all sorts of other stuff to get people branded into their their book, so they don't have to offer the discounts. They can offer it somewhere else. Um, they, you know, generally casinos don't like to touch that main source of income per yeah. se. They'd rather spend it on marketing. Yeah, give it. Yeah, give it back and rewards. I mean, it's not just gambling. Everybody, you go to Vaughn's supermarket, and everything's yes. about rewards these days. Um, what what do you see as you track these sports books? You've talked a lot about you guys provide information as to what promotions are offering. I hear all you know. I've heard lots about promotions to come and join. Deposit a hundred bucks, and we're going to give you a hundred dollars in free play. What about for players that have already been on there for a long time, but they just want to kind of stimulate those players to play more? Are they continuing to offer promotions once you've already signed up? They do. They do uh, ongoing loyalty promotions. A lot of them do, uh, but generally, you know, because these are all new operators, essentially in sports betting, they're really looking at signing up new customers, right? So I think as they mature, again, it's, it's think about these as two to three-year-old businesses, right? Now with millions of customers all of a sudden, and they don't necessarily have a sophistication or years of experience of how to retain customers. So I think you'll start seeing a lot more, say, uh, marketing people coming in and starting to test out these different programs for that in terms of keeping accounts. Now, we talk, you know, we talk about a FanDuel or DraftKings, they're creating a lot of media content. Um, so you're going to get a lot of stuff on there, like your favorite shows, your favorite stuff. They're stealing their poaching, not stealing, poaching people from Barstool and other personalities. So I think you're going to see a lot more of that type of what you might call Pat McAfee marketing type stuff to keep people in the loop such that their favorite people and personalities are with these books and they're in some sort of uh, entertainment relationship with them as well uh, for their, you know, for their betting. But there will also be, I'm sure, flights and hotels and vacations and other things are offered to people just like the casinos do on, on the on the whales, if you will, um, for the for the bigger betters. So what is lines.com business model? How do you guys make money? Uh, largely, we are, uh, we find uh, customers for the books, right? So we operate largely off an affiliate model. Um, we help guide people into the best sports books for the best deals uh, with the best lines. Um, and that's lar that's the larger part of our business model, essentially. We're not unique in that. Um, there is, as you mentioned, uh, a marketing outreach of ex pretty extensive measure by the sportsbook operators to find customers because whatever it is they pay their affiliates, you know, their long-term value of those customers is a lot more. And also, you know, I hate to repeat myself, but they are new in this mar in this business, and so they don't really yet understand fully how to get customers in, in other in other ways. So they're working on that, of course, through the media buys or through organic search or other ways. But for right now, affiliate marketing, having lots of people like Lines.com, where people a ton of people go to, as their sort of sales agents out there. You know, helps them quite helps them quite a bit. And and are you required to be licensed in order to be an affiliate? We are. Yeah, yeah, we are. It's very tightly regulated. So we are licensed in all the states where we market uh, for sports betting. You have to be. Um, as you mentioned, there's probably a few people you may know who are doing it without without license, but that's not legal. 
yes, it is. There's a there's a, a legal uh, hurdles and expense hurdles and other things to get licensed uh, to operate as a marketing agent in these states, let alone be a sports mm-hmm. book. So and then so you got to get licensed, and then in turn you have to put deals in place with the uh, various online because you uh, have to put deals in place. Books. Yeah, exactly. So there's yeah. a lot of management. There's a lot of management and expense and other things that go with it. You can't just start. This is not be a great startup business for somebody looking to do it independently. Um, and, and how many deals do you guys have in place with online uh, sports books? I think we have deals with every single sports book out there. So pretty much in every state. So they're eager, they're, they're eager to have the deals in place, right? And these are, uh, they're looking for customers. So that's not, the legal ta- legal stuff takes a while, but they're not, the solicitation or getting them to do deals is not the hard part. Um, so we have oh, 15, I believe 15, up to 15 now. So not um, to get too, not to get too in the weeds on this, but I'm curious. So you've got, let's say you got 15 books signed up, yeah. each one of them, its own deal, presumably each one of them slightly different. I imagine some might be more generous than others as far as providing affiliates with, with yes. revenue. So if you've got one that's more generous than the other, is there anything that you guys are able to do to, to no, there, your customers there are to some... that one? I can say I can say this. We don't we don't currently accept, say, sponsorship dollars for for better placement uh, from the books. Uh, there are places that do that, and the books do offer that because obviously, you know, if you look at any sort of a, a search response, Google or Expedia or anywhere, people pay to spot to get higher or Yelp, you get paid to get higher results. So that's that's a perfectly legal and legitimate business model. We don't currently accept that as of now. Um, I don't see an issue with it as long as it's disclosed. Um, but yeah, of course, the books, you know, some books are eager to have, they don't want to be ranked 14th in the list. Now, we typically don't show all offers and all, we will if you want to expand to that level, but we'll typically show the best offers um, so that people don't have too many, you know, too many options of inferior offers that they're looking at. So, but again, you're only getting those offers on the first sign on your first sign up. So once you sign up for something, now you're looking for deals with whoever is left, right? That you haven't signed up with yet. So it may be the best deal is a place you already have an account with. They're not going to give you the deal a second time. Unless uh, unless you have a second email address. Uh, well, no, but there's a, you know, there's a KY, there's a KY, there's a know your customer. So you have to, up, you know, you have to check with your driver's license and everything else. So uh, I am sure there are some, again, you have friends, I have friends maybe who are doing some things that they should be doing, but Generally, it's really hard to get more than one get more than one account. So, gotcha. All right, let, let's cover AI in the limited time we've got left. What is Lines.com uh, looking at? So we're looking at very heavily at not looking at. We're moving into AI predictive technology for a lot of stuff that we're doing. I think it's the future of not just sports betting, but sort of all sort of mathematically algorithmic based operations. Uh, AI don't I, I don't get carried away with it all. Uh, well, first I don't believe in the Terminator model. AI is going to kill us all, so that's a start. You got to believe that, otherwise you wouldn't get into it. Um, nobody wants that future. But I see AI as just a tool, right? It's like social media. It's like uh, electricity. It's like the hammer. It's a tool that you can use to improve your performance. Um, it's not a cat. It's not a one-stop turnkey operation to solve any problem. And in fact, what we've learned delving into it already is that it's a very complicated. It's called AI, which sounds really simple, but it's a really complicated uh, set of processes and a science that you need to understand to actually operate. So it's sort of like me trying to do DIY projects around my house, electricity or plumbing. I can look at a YouTube video and try to figure out and never never works. You need a you need a really skilled plumber or electrician to do it. So it seems it seems perhaps easy, but you need really actual scientists, technical people behind the scenes to actually operate uh, AI in, in a practical and, and sort of advantageous way. And we will be using that both uh, in sort of predictive models, say here's the best bet, right? So we run this and not just a simulation. I'm sure you're familiar with algorithms and algorithmic betting. 
But those all rely on human assumptions, right? So you're going to give 20% weight to this, 10% weight to that, 30% to the weather, 20% to the home team. Someone's making those decisions and they'll fine tune it as a human, but AI would allow you to do that in a much greater, much more rapid iterative process such that you can see why your assumptions are wrong and start getting much more uh, higher higher level of confidence in your predictions on, on, on sort of game outcomes, especially prop bets specifically um, along those lines. Um, it's an imperfect market. Uh, the lines are set by by humans. The, the sport is played by humans. Having an outside sort of uh, AI register all that data and put it all together will always outpace the humans. Uh, there's just no way that uh, I don't care how smart a handicapper is. There's no way they'll be able to keep up with that. That's just sort of the nature of the future, where the future is headed. So lines.com intends to use AI to, to basically provide uh predictions and we'll be doing predictive we'll be doing predictive betting with ai we'll be doing a lot of analysis you can see things and charts and data that support your own sort of handicapping that is different than what you've seen before uh you'll see where books have been divergent from reality you know from reality where there's opportunities and so forth you know even with the predictive technology it's not 100 obviously because that's not going to work uh, then, then sports business goes, the sports betting business goes away. Um, it's just going to be higher than any anyone else can offer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, it's going to be a set of tools that offer you analysis and also also a, a higher confidence prediction model. But we also do have live. We'll be having live human handicappers as well, so you can see the difference between the two, and we'll measure the performance. We do uh, bet slip only uh, leaderboards, so we actually track the bet slips from the books that handicappers make and our, our people on our site make. So the leaderboards are all verified, as you may or may not know. Not not every person marketing their handicapping services online is completely honest about their results um, or they have their money line win losses and so forth. Uh, we actually track verified bet slips through the sports books. So when people show their records of their betting, we actually have the verified uh, bet slips for that. Cool. And and to what extent is AI already being used out there in the sports betting industry? Is, is it in place anywhere? It is, it is only in place in name. Uh, it's in place and people saying that we're getting the AI. We are actually have uh, uh, people in place with AI. We have systems in place with AI. It's not something you just turn on overnight. It takes you know a while to do and then also to test and to uh, to keep iterating. So it's not something you launch on day one. Uh, but yeah, you're going to start seeing more and more of this stuff. And not be- just because it's trendy, but because I think it's just sort of you know the future. I worked with a handicapper, I won't mention two years ago, and he showed me his algorithmic model, and it was like it took me back to high school calculus. I mean, it was like it was so advanced, uh, it was crazy, right? But even what he what he's doing, and he he has a consistent winning uh, about ten to fourteen percent over the last ten years in terms of sports betting. But even with his system, it still can't. And he's a, he's a literally a technical genius cannot compete with what AI will be able to do just in terms of the sourcing of the data, the data that it actually finds and recovers and analyzes is something that nobody else will be able to do. So um, I think it's, again, it's to gain an edge. It's also, there'll always be humans involved. You can see the difference. Um, I wouldn't say just turn over your bets to AI, but at some point, you know, not just in sports betting, but in, in, in market, invest, you know, stock market investments, other things along those lines, you'll see people doing more and more into funds that are, uh, that are being predicted by AI.
Well, certainly let us know as soon as you got that, because we would all like access to those picks. Yeah. <laughs> when you yeah, when come you to comelines.com in a few weeks, you'll see, you'll see, you'll see it, you'll see it live. It's gonna be fantastic. Oh, that's amazing. Is there a particular date that you guys are gonna? No, I'm not it? saying I'm not saying I'm not saying a date yet. So uh, uh, the computers are very very uh, reliable. The humans uh, we're still learning. So uh, we'll have it out. We'll have it out very soon. Our, our our goal is to have it fully operational, running for football season for for 2023. So amazing. All right. Well, that's a tip for everybody. Head head to lines.com uh, this uh, next football season. Colin, thanks so much for your time. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, we'll have you, yeah, we'll have you on again once your AI is active. And uh, as usual, thank everybody for listening and watching. Double Down with Breslow on Crosscheck Media. We'll be back soon with another great video. Take care.